You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network and X-Zone Broadcast Network. Visit our website at www.xzoneradiotv.com. From town to town. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Action, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. As you know, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talk Star Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and on Star Cable. 1-800-610-7035 is toll-free. My email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Exo Nation, my guest this hour is Sharka Marie Glett. And uh, Sharka has a Master of Art degree from Charles University in Prague, Czech, in the Czech Republic, and a Doctor of Divinity degree from the School of Metaphysics in Missouri. She is a professional artist, writer, wife, mother, grandmother, counselor, and spiritual teacher. Now, Glett's parents, both artists, influenced her for her love of art. Um, Let me see. Glett has always known since she was a little girl that her life mission is to bring an important new element into the world of art. Joining me now is uh, uh, Sharka Marie Glett. And uh, Sharka, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you. Welcome. (laughs) So great having you with us. Um, What was that new element that you were to bring into the world of art? Well, I believe it's the spirituality. It's about uh, learning while you are producing your art, learning something about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I call it a purposeful art. So you not only produce something beautiful, hopefully, but you learn something about yourself while you are doing it. 
You know, that, that this is amazing because the guest that we had on before you, her name is Gloria Jean, and uh, by profession she is a hairdresser, but she took up sculpting angels, and she found a new spirituality, and she was able to get into a different spiritual realm by, by doing this, this sculpting of angels. And it seems that you as well have been able to incorporate spirituality into art. Yes, oh, that's interesting that you had someone. I know that I'm not the only one who is doing it, but I know that it's the new trend in art, a new way uh, now which art needs to be directed towards. I believe that uh, that art was for a while kind of lost, Mm -hmm. and I called it purposeless art, that it was like just repeating what was done before, maybe sometimes just to get the attention or, you know, for making money instead of for our spiritual learning. And I believe that's what the new new way in art, which uh, more and more artists are now, now doing. Do you think that great masters like Leonardo da Vinci knew this, and this is why they took such pride in their, uh, why he took such pride in the work that he did, because not only was he creating a masterpiece, but he was also connecting with his spirit? Yes, definitely. I know that there were always artists who um, who, uh, who were connected spiritually mm-hmm. uh, and that they were expressing this connection in their art. And what I, what I uh, teach or, or educate readers in my book is that each time when you, when you are, uh, work, when you are uh, painting or doing anything with love, you connect yourself with, the, with your spiritual self. And that's when you are communicating your soul's message. So sometimes it's done unconsciously, right. and sometimes it's, it can be done consciously. And that's what I'm teaching in the book, people to uh, do it consciously and know what you are consciously expressing. And that way you All right, Sharka, you and I have to take a commercial break. Please okay. stand by. <laughs> My guest this hour, Sharka Glett, S-H-A-R-K-A-G-L-E-T dot com. We'll be back in two minutes, Exxon Nation. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Sharka Glett is my special guest. Her website is www.sharkaglet.com. That's Sharka Glett, 
Com. Now, Sharka, what was your first supernatural experience? Um, first, I would like to say that from my father, I have learned to believe in God mm-hmm. and in Jesus and in guardian angels. And because I believed my my father, I uh, didn't. Dis- I trusted that I'm I'm protected. Right. And uh, and so it worked for me. And I, even when I prayed to Jesus, especially when I was little. Jesus represented God to me. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, he provided a lot of miraculous experiences for me, especially like uh, when I prayed for people to heal. So I have experiences where people would heal miraculously, and I somehow knew that, it was, that I contributed to it with my prayers. But because I believed also in guardian angels, I felt protected. And I remember once I, I was like 10 years old, and I was on the street, like staring to the shop window. And suddenly, after a while, and just me standing there and staring, I felt no one was next to me. I felt like someone pushed me to the left. And so as soon as I made a few steps to the left, there was like a huge pile of snow and with ice, which fell off the roof. And I was not even surprised that I was like I was protected. More people who saw it, they they were like they were shocked, telling me, "Oh, you could have been dead." And I was just like I just looked at the pile and I thought, "Well, it was the guardian angel. He protected mm. me." So since then, I was like my my belief and faith in this kind of protection grew stronger. And later on, when I learned about, because I always wanted to know how I was participating in these in these experiences. Normally, I I'm um, I was not necessarily raised Catholic because I grew up in the communist system, and so religion was kind of suppressed. But um, um, I was bapti- I was baptized as Catholic, and so I know that Christians don't necessarily. Um, want people to believe that uh, they are causing some of those experiences like healing because they want them just to believe that it's God who heals. And I believe that God does heal, but there is definitely some part of me which participated in that. And so I always wanted to know what that is. So I studied studied metaphysics and I studied yoga and in many spiritual teachings to discover what that is. And, And there is a power within you and there is a connection to God and divine from within. And so that's what I learned how to do and how to guide people to do. And that's what I also teach in, the, in my book. Is, is it not that we are used, our, our physical bodies are used to, to, to assist uh, God or other deities at, at some time? Exactly. Because we yes, are their, exactly. we, we're their vessels. Exactly. Yes, we are like temples. Right. Which which God uses, or we allow God to use, or mm-hmm. we connect through our bodies, through our hearts, actually, with God. So why yes. are people so amazed when these things happen, when if, you, if, you, if you've read the Bible and other religious philosophical books, the answers are right there. For example, in, in the book of Genesis, in the Bible, it says, And God said, Let us create man in our image, our likeness. Well, if God created us in his likeness and his image, then we are part God. We come from God. So yes. if, if we come from God, then why shouldn't he use us in our mortal, uh, our mortal bodies to do his work? Mm-hmm. It makes no sense yes. to me why people find this so miraculous. <laughs> 
Yes, and it is because we, you know, it was kind of like an agreement of our mm -hmm. soul when we came here to be incarnate that we will forget this connection with God and that we, and through establishing this connecting a connection, we are actually learning about who we are. So it was like, so it's kind of natural, but also surprising. At least it is surprising to me. But you are right. There are a lot of people who don't believe in that. How, how do you address a situation where a person doesn't believe in miracles, that they can't understand what happened, but they certainly don't uh, give it any credence to the source of the miracle, for example, whether it's angels or divine intervention. Mm -hmm. So what was the question? Why is that? Or yeah, how do you deal with people who do not acknowledge miracles or yeah. divine intervention? Well, I believe that we cannot force what we know to anyone, but our duty is to, uh, to share what we know. And then, you know, if someone accepts that, so then they, they can use it for them, them becoming better and, you know, more connected to God. But if they, don't, if they don't accept it, so then we have to also learn to respect them. And maybe, you know, sometimes whatever you said mm -hmm. will, you know, when they he hear it again from someone else, so maybe it will click. So it's, it's never wasted. But we shouldn't be forcing to anyone. Why do angels or divine beings communicate with you? Is it because you are open to their communication, that you're willing to accept their communication, or do you possess something special that other people don't? I believe they communicate to all of us because we all have intuitive abilities. We only become, you know, some people become more involved in the mm -hmm. physical creating in the physical, and that they're that way more disconnected from this intuitive connection, so they don't don't hear it. So it's really uh, stilling, you know, it's a question about stilling your mind and listening, and then we can hear that message. So that's how when, you, you know, when people, because I believe that everyone had some supernatural experience, but as probably as you, you know, suggest that sometimes people misinterpret it as an accident, Instead of you know accepting it as, mm -hmm. as something as you know as their ability to receive this intuitive message and um, and apply it. How can people better learn to communicate with the divine? Uh, through uh, stilling the mind, uh, it's like uh, sometimes it's being described like being uh, being uh, living in the present, because re uh, people and you know I do that. Sometimes, or sometimes more often too, that I would live in the past or in the future instead of in the present, and uh, we can connect with God or with divine or our angels or our soul only when our attention is in the present. So that can be learned through stilling the mind and kind kind of like being grounded, which means that you are actually aware of your body at that moment and um, uh, and without any conscious hopefully without any conscious thought and when you when you um, are capable of putting yourself in that state of mind so then you can hear angels archangels you can hear your soul and uh, you can respond to that to um, to either progress spiritually that's what 
the reason for those messages are, the purpose for angels communicating with us is to help us to become more loving, become more respectful, to become in that God's image, which God made us of, in his likeness and image. I believe he made us in in his image, which means that we are creators, that Mm -hmm. we create with our thoughts, our reality. So we are creators, but we are not in his likeness yet because we don't think the way he thinks. I'm not thinking what he thinks, but the way he thinks. And that's what I wrote in my book about the principles of um, the universal laws, which are the principles of how God thinks. So once you start to use, harmonize with those principles, so you can improve your consciousness and be aware of it. So, so how can we harmonize with the principles? It's like, for example, in my book, I I mentioned twelve principles of uh, or which are the, which are the twelve universal laws. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, one very simple simple one, and it's the one which we probably break the most or not harmonize with the most is the, uh, the, uh, the universal law of believing and knowing. And um, every universal law has a, a, a universal truth which describes the universal law. And the universal truth which would describe this law is that when we believe without a doubt, we can have whatever we desire. So the question is about the doubt. So if we, if we have a desire about maybe, you know, have money or have a relationship, and it's not coming. So why it's not coming? It's not that this law would not work, but it's because we have a lot of unconscious thoughts attached to our desire. So we can ask the questions about doubts. You know, like for example, we can ask, you know, am I doubting it? And if uh, you know, you identify that doubt, so say, why am I thinking like that? Why am I doubting it? And it's usually doubts are related to some uh, unpleasant situations, which are related to that, uh, you know, to that situation, desired situation, which you you might be desiring. So if you had some bad experiences with it or unpleasant experiences with it, mm-hmm. so then it's harder to doubt. But it's still, you still can change your thoughts. That's where we have our freedom. We can change our thinking. So we can focus on it and eliminate that doubt and then then have what we, what we desire. And so then there are all the other universal laws which we might be, you know, out of harmony with when something, when we are not getting what we want from the life. All right, stand by. You and I have to take our commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Exonation. Sharka Glatt is our special guest. Her website, www.sharkaglatt.com. That's S-H-A-R-K-A-G-L-E-T dot com. That's sharkaglatt.com. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, if you'd like to get your complimentary link to the X Chronicles newspaper with the compliments of our advertisers, send me an email, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back on the other side of the news. Don't go away. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network and X-Zone Broadcast Network. 
Visit our website at www.xzoneradiotv.com. If I had a million dollars... Nation, Sharka Glett is our special guest. Her website is www.sharkaglett.com, and she's the author of Sacred Power of the Universal Laws Revealed. And once again, it's her website is sharkaglett.com. Tell me, Sharka, what was your inspiration for writing your book? Um, I, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, I uh, was interested in how I caused those supernatural experiences which happened to me when mm-hmm. I went, while I was growing up. And then I spent about 20 years uh, studying and teaching uh, metaphysics. That was the study which I have chosen after researching all the other, you know, being involved in other spiritual uh, organizations. And um, in um, the School of Metaphysics, where I was directing and teaching for 18 years, I have learned about these laws. And I, um, I thought that it's really important now for people to, uh, to know that. And I know more and more people now uh, do accept the idea that we create our reality with thoughts, with our thoughts. But I thought that um, these 12 different ways of thinking, special ways of thinking, can, people, uh, can help people to identify those specific thoughts which can they... Choose to change in order to change the reality or change the light. So instead of just believing, yeah, I have to be more positive. So you have more references to what it really means to be more positive for you, how you are uh, working, how you know how you are working mm-hmm. with uh, with those laws in your mind, how you are act, uh, you know using them or activating them in your mind. So I, that was my motivation. I thought, well, I have to share what I what I have learned, and um, and I wrote the book. Why do why do people try so hard sometimes to communicate with the divine or their angels, and and they just don't get an answer? It's a, uh, you know, the answer always comes. So it needs to be trusted that they will receive the answer. The answer doesn't necessarily always uh, come when you know you ask the question. It can come many different ways. Um, like you know, even sometimes you have something in your mind, you want mm-hmm. to have an answer for something, and then you uh, you get to the TV and put up the TV, and there is someone talking about the subject which you you needed the clarity about. 
so it can come this way. So through the trust that you will receive your answer, you can start to be more receptive and listen to those answers. Or you, it can come, sometimes it can come telepathically as a, as a thought. And to recognize that thought also, you need to train your mind to recognize the thought because sometimes our ego inter- interferes with what we want to hear. So if we don't hear what we really um you know, what we are comfortable in mm-hmm. applying in our life, you know, what we would like the answer to be. So then we don't recognize the true answer, too. So it's, it's, it does take some, um, some training of your mind, which is training it to be still, tra- training it in being loving and being, uh, uh, being respectful and also in trust. Trust is the most important part in being able to to receive the intuitive messages. But how do we know if we're actually receiving an answer from the divine or if we're receiving an answer from a negative entity who wants to trick us into believing that the message is from the divine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a good question because it does, uh, does require uh, the honesty. Honest, because mm-hmm. you really know the answer within yourself. Uh, it's not something new. So it's to recognizing what you are really like, what your heart is more um, comfortable with. Uh, so then, then you know, or else, you know, you need to also see how um, how it can be applied in your life too. So it's really trusting yourself. When you say tr- when you when I talk about trust, it really means trusting yourself, trusting that you know. You know, uh, how I also recognize the in different messages, because as I mentioned before, the ego uh, sometimes interferes with with us. And so ego it tells, tells you something else instead of what the intuition was, the intuition from God, you know, some wise mm-hmm. advice. Um, and um, what I've noticed, too, is that ego is always loud. And um, the divine message is, always soft and loving. So that's how you can recognize, too. It's like uh, if someone calls on the telephone, so you learn to recognize that person. You just recognize the person by the voice. So you can learn to recognize um, the intuitive message from divine also, just through what it, the way it comes to you. Exonation, my special guest this hour is Sharka Glett. Her website is sharkaglett. Dot com. That's www.sharkaglet.com. Tell me, why do you paint angels? Uh, since I was a little girl, so I, I remember when, when I came with my father to his studio that he had um, uh, art books, and especially the Renaissance art books where there are a lot of paintings of angels. And I remember intuitively I was getting this message, I would love one day to be able to paint angels like that. And then when I be- became, when I graduated and mm-hmm. became a, uh, a professional artist, I went through a few different ways of painting. Like I would paint, uh, you know, I would go like, I call it like eras in my life what I would paint. But I was never satisfied with what I was doing. It was more motivated by what it maybe will be more sellable or, you know, like my motivation was probably more, you know, trying to um, get on the market. 
And so then one day I sat down and I said, well, you know, what do I really want to paint? And then I realized that I always wanted to paint angels. So since then I started to paint angels and be more interested and educated about different angels and their qualities. And if we have time, I have a little story about Please. how angel helped me with one, one, one of the paintings. Like I learned about, at first I learned about those four basic uh, archangels. Mm-hmm. which is Uriel, Mikael, or Michael, uh, Raphael, and Gabriel. And they, are, they, are, they have specific qualities, uh, and those qualities relate to also elements of water, air, um, earth, and uh, fire. And those, uh, those elements, because I study sacred geometry, can be uh, expressed or illustrated through uh, geometrical forms. And so I was thinking, okay, so I painted them. They were my uh, first angels, which I painted after a while before I was playing with angels too. But when I got more serious about painting angels, so I started with these four four, uh, archangels. And then I thought, well, there is another element, element of ether. So there must be another archangel which is related to this element. And so I kind of figured out, using my intuition, what would be what would be the quality about that angel. So I, I knew all that, but I didn't know his name. And so I was, I was carrying it in my mind, asking question, what is your name? And then one day uh, I received a message from uh, an email from someone I, from Arabia, which I never met, I never communicated with. And he just emailed me a message and all about these qualities which I was looking for the name about the archangel for, and uh, so I, you know, so I knew <laughs> somehow that was the way the archangel communicated with me and delivered me the message about about him, who he is, what his name is, and his name is Metatron. So then, since then, I learned more about that angel and I painted him as the fifth of the archangels. How have angels changed your life? Um, how did it change my life? What really changed my life is was the study about spirituality when I found out that being spiritual means that you are constantly striving to be a better person, to be more loving, to be more respectful. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, I know that's what angels are helping us with to do here. They are pretty, very much involved with our evolution, helping us to to evolve, to, to discover who we are, that we are these creators. I mean, like co-creators, not, not you know, there is only one God, that's what I believe in. But we are, we are those co-creators. He made us in his image and likeness. And so they are helping us to become that. So I am more and more depending on their guidance by asking the right question and, and then waiting for, for, for their answer. Do you think that spirituality is starting to grow with the the age that we're in for for a while? It seemed that religion and spirituality, spirituality and theology was 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 stuck in a time loop. It wasn't growing with the needs and the requirements of the people. But do you find lately that spirituality is trying to catch up to the needs of the people? Oh, definitely. I believe that. And I also believe that there are, you know, you can see it from 
the books which are published. Mm-hmm. There's more, more and more books which are teaching us how to discover who we are uh, through our life experiences. And, and there are also websites which channel these archangels uh, so we can actually learn more about, you know, the messages they are sending us. And, and I, you know, I, I don't want to say believe because this is my personal knowing that, that archangels are ascend because they are involved with this evolution. And there is a big change in the evolution of our consciousness, which is happening right now. And it's related to 2012, which is the date a lot of people now talk about. And it used to be related to the kind of like misunderstanding that it means that there will be a, the end of the world. And it's really not going to be at the end of the world, but there is going to be the uh, end of one cycle mm-hmm. of way of um, of um, learning, of time. It's really time which is dissolving. <laughs> I don't know how to explain that because I don't fully understand that myself, but that's what it is all about. So it's kind of like a shift in consciousness which we are being prepared for, and there is more uh, higher... Um, um, frequency energy which is given to us so we can we can uh, make this shift of consciousness from it's called three-dimensional uh, level to four or fifth dimensional level which means that we'll, we'll start to remember who we are more and we'll be will be able to um, kind of recognize our thoughts from the thoughts of others and, you know, and being involved with our emotional misinterpretations and being uh, like more and more knowing who we are and that, you know, that we are becoming the God image. So are you saying that you believe the year 2012 will be another step closer to the, the evolving of the human species to, to spiritual species? Right, and that's happening. More and more, more, more and more souls are waking up because of this help we are getting, and because of you know of uh, uh, the spiritual evolution of mm-hmm. their consciousness. You know, like more and more uh, souls are evolved to the point where we can understand this and we can shift to that next level. What do you think people around the world listening tonight can do to prepare themselves or to ready themselves for these changes that are going to be happening in 2012? Well, again, I have to come back to stilling the mind or being grounded, mm-hmm. being living in the present instead of living in the past or future. You know, like meaning, like if you live in the in the past, so it means that you are. Uh, uh, like motivated by um, by guilt, and if you live in in the future, you are more of the times motivated by fear. You know what you know what's going to happen. What if you know it's not going to work out? So that motivation needs to change to trust. Trust that you are protected, and if you if that's what you want, if you want to discover who you are, you are being helped to do that. So we just have to pay more attention to ourselves and have more faith in ourselves. Correct, <laughs> yes. All right. Stand by, Sharka. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Exxon Nation, our special guest this hour is Sharka Glett. And Sharka is the author of Sacred Power of the Universal Laws Revealed. And uh, for more information on Sharka, visit her website at www.sharkaglett.com. Dot com. That's S-H-A-R-K-A-G 
G-L-E-T dot com. That's sharkaglet.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. As we take a look at uh, today's show, we'll do a recap. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network. If you'd like to send an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. That's the same email address you use to request your complimentary link to the May edition of the X Chronicles newspaper. And the link is with the compliments of our advertisers. Once again, to get your link to the X Chronicles newspaper, you can download it on your, on your mobile device. You can download a PDF or you can just read it online or print it. Send an email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. I'll be back after this break. Don't go away. It's been one heck of a great show tonight, Exonation. I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all our guests tonight. My first guest was Ada Kennedy. Then I spoke with Shelley Campbell Harley. Hour number three, we spoke with Gloria Jean. And my guest this hour is Sharka Glett. And Sharka is the author of, you ready? Sacred Power of the Universal Laws Revealed. And her website is www.sharkaglett.com. Com. That's www.sharkaglet.com. Sharka, what would you uh, like to have readers walk away with after they've completed your book, Sacred Power of the Universal Laws Revealed? I would like them to, to be able to understand that every, um, and be able to actually recognize how every life situation can be interpreted as a spiritual lesson, and so they would be able to approach it that way. So if there is, and either way, if there is um, something pleasant or mm-hmm. unpleasant, and especially when we have some repeated situations in our lives, so they would be able to discover what that unconscious thought is, which is uh, kind of uh, interfering with the way they would like to have their life to be. Sharka, do you think that Finally, science and spirituality are coming together. Oh, definitely, and I'm you know in my book I'm adding art to it too. I'm I'm not necessarily art, mm-hmm. just being as you know sculpting or painting, or like an any art form. But the art is the art of living, how you live, being uh, living by your example, living what you know, what you believe in, and uh, and become that. That's the art. So I, I guess we can say art is going to be the communication venue when science and uh, spirituality combine? Yes. <laughs> Sharka, let our listeners know where they can get copies of your book, please. Excuse me? Where can people buy your book? Um, my book is, it can be ordered through any bookstore or a book distributor and through my website. And uh, once again, please, your website address is? 
sharkaglet.com, which is S H K R A K. I'm sorry, S H A R K A G L E T dot com. Sharka, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been a great pleasure. Continued success. And Exonation Sharka's book is entitled Sacred Power of the Universal Laws Revealed. It's available at major bookstores everywhere, as well as on her website at www.sharkaglet.com. Well, that's it for tonight. I'll be back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. To all our stations around the world, thank you very much, guys, for carrying the Exxon and for getting these important messages out to people around the world and beyond. To my senior executive producer and wife, the beautiful, lovely Laura Rogers, thank you, sweetheart. Craig over at Master Control, thanks, buddy. Always great working with you. And to you, the members of the Exxon Nation, thank you for allowing us to be part of your day or night, no matter where you are on this great big world of ours. If you have a child at home, give them a hug, give them a kiss. Tell them they are loved because they are our future. And always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone. Go home, but you can't stay.